0: Hi there, it's Sue, and you're listening to a special 12-part series of Maker to Master, Find and Fix What's Not Working in Your Small Business. This is part 11. Given that many of us are sequestered at home right now, I wanted to do something to balance out the pull to watching the news over and over again. The best thing we can do right now is stay healthy, mentally and physically. That means being active. Go outside for a walk each day, lift weights, or get on your home bike, and think about how you can use this newfound time to be productive. Wouldn't it be great to come out of these times stronger in mind, body, and business? Towards that end, here are a few chapters of my book. Listen to all 12 episodes to hear it in its entirety. On Mondays, I'm sticking with our regular podcast. And then on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you'll get these special editions. If you'd like to purchase a hard copy, you can do so on Amazon or at giftbizunwrapped.com. Are you discouraged because your business right now isn't performing as you envisioned? Do you tell people everything is wonderful when inside your stomach is churning because you know it's not true? This book will help you identify where the holes are in your business and show you exactly how to fix them. You'll learn from owners just like you who are seeing real success, growing their companies, and living their dream. In this book, find out how to confirm your business is set up correctly to provide the foundation for growth how to implement pricing strategies that bring in sales and make you money, how to effortlessly attract new customers every day, and balance the making of your product with the running of your business. And finally, you'll discover how to ensure that your business stays open and grows over time. Let's get right to it, shall we? Chapter 49 Oops. After over 150 episodes of my podcast, there is one thing I've heard in different versions over and over again. Someone has an idea and starts a business based on that idea. Then, over time, it morphs into a new version of the original idea. Or something else entirely forms as an extension of the first idea. It's in the adjustments to the original plan where unique products and businesses rise to the top. Sometimes these things happen by accident, as with Tim of Burton's Maplewood Farm. As the name suggests, he produces barrel-aged maple syrup. Tim never could have imagined how one of their now famous techniques would be discovered. One day, while doing some housekeeping in the Maple House, Tim decided to move what he thought was an empty flask. It was next to the huge Rumford fireplace. Much to his surprise, the barrel contained about 30 gallons of syrup. It had been sitting near the fireplace for well over a year. Tim tasted the syrup and was met with a deep flavor unlike any of the other syrup flavors that they had ever made. He was quick to understand why. This flask was previously used to age Applejack brandy. The heat from the fireplace had created an entirely new depth of flavor to his maple syrup. That forgotten flask was the genesis of a method now coined fire infusion. All from a forgotten flask left in a forgotten place that over time performed its magic. Sheila of Brownie Brittle had a similar single moment of enlightenment. Her whole life, she loved the corner pieces of brownies. You know, the crunchy edges that are on both sides of a corner and are crispier than the rest. In her brownie business, Sheila had a routine. In the afternoons, she would go into the production area and take some corner pieces as a snack. One day, she got there early and saw that her lined people were doing the same thing. It was in that moment she identified that she wasn't the only one who loved the corners and the crunchy side drippings, for that matter. Sheila speculated that there could be a world of people out there who would be fans if she created a version of these crispy brownies. And there are. These stories go to show you, be aware when something looks like scrap or turns out wrong, it may be just right. Chapter 50. It's a Test. Taking initiative and always learning is the sign of a progressive small business owner. One way to do this is through taking an online course. Many of us, myself included, have gone through courses but afterwards go back to our old routines and move through our days as we always have. Status quo, doing this is a waste of your investment both in time and money. Here are the seven steps that you should follow that will allow any course you take to provide the most value it possibly can. One, set up. Upon registration, you will receive a few emails. Look for an invoice and your personal login credentials that include the website, your username, and your password. Set up a system to capture this information so you can find it easily. It may be a file on your computer, or it could be a folder within your email. I use Gmail so I can always access my courses regardless of which computer I'm using, or phone or iPad. I have a master folder called Training Programs. Underneath, I have subfolders labeled with each course. When I'm done and no longer access the course on a regular basis, I hide the labels. The folder is still there and accessible, but hiding it keeps my email sidebar cleaner, so only my active courses are available. 2. Define your objective. Once you're all set up, write down on paper the result you expect from taking the course. This will keep you focused and attentive. That way, you can capture information specific to your goal. If you're keeping a notebook, write the word objective as the very first note. Then jot down your intentions what you want to be able to do differently or better as a result of taking the course. Three, schedule class time. You want to be fully present when you take your course. That means no distractions, no email, no phone calls, no Facebook. Be focused so you don't miss any of the nuances or specific comments that could be the golden nugget you were needing. By doing this, you'll go through the course faster and you'll capture all the valuable information. You'll be in a learning zone, This will allow you to uncover ideas and applications that might be missed if you're distracted. Four, start at the beginning. Resist the urge to jump ahead and start in the middle of the program. You may feel you're well beyond some of the introductory topics in a course, but if you start in the middle, you don't know what one sentence or single point in the beginning is a treasure that will remain buried forever because you didn't uncover it. If you stay present and aren't distracted, you can quickly get through the initial portions. Then you'll be ready to move on to new concepts knowing all your bases are covered. Five, continue through the course in order. Most programs are built to be sequential. One module builds upon another. You may lose time having to go back to find or learn something you didn't know you needed. Six, participate in all add-ons. If your course includes a private Facebook group or another opportunity to connect with others taking the course, by all means join in. Some of the best lessons learned are in these groups. Discussions come up on topics you may not have thought about. The responses and subsequent conversations can be extremely beneficial. Plus, this is an opportunity to meet people. These new relationships might become the most valuable part of taking the course. Seven create an implementation plan. You've learned a lot. Now, how are you going to apply what you've learned to advance your business? What are you going to implement or do differently? This is where many people fail. Yes, a big F in the course. You need to act upon what you've just learned. Create an action plan to implement what you now know. If your goal is to create a change in the way you do things, remember it takes time for change to become routine. That means you have to consciously integrate it into your daily activities. In your plan, write down exactly what you'll do differently. Make it specific and attainable. You may want to create a list of things you'd like to affect. Then select one, get that going until it's second nature, and then move on to the next one. By following these seven steps, you will have confidence that your course investments will produce positive outcomes. Chapter 51, Your Go-To People. Masterminds are very popular these days. They are helpful no matter where you are in your business journey. Napoleon Hill introduced this concept back in the 1930s in his book, Think and Grow Rich. He defines a mastermind group as the coordination of knowledge and effort of two or more people who work toward a definite purpose in the spirit of harmony. To put it in simpler terms, today masterminds are organized groups of business owners who meet on a regular basis to help each other grow their respective businesses. There are both free and paid masterminds and the results, when you have a strong group, can be astounding. I was part of a mastermind group that existed for over 10 years. We disbanded about four months ago. It wasn't because it was no longer valuable. It was because several of our members had either sold their business or, by choice, moved on to a different focus in life. We called ourselves Girls in Business. Last Monday, I returned home from six weeks of travel. It was a combination of three business trips and one vacation, all bumped up against one another. You can imagine when I got back to the office how much there was to do. An emergency message came through on the phone that Linda, one of my girls in business members, desperately needed to talk. Could we possibly have an emergency meeting? Soon? In an hour? Well, of course. All things stop for my mastermind girls. We assembled and worked through a serious and timely issue that needed to be addressed. Of course, Linda could have moved forward on her own. She's an established and successful leader in her company. But on this one, she felt she needed to call in the forces to confirm her course of action. This illustrates the benefits of a mastermind group. No groundwork needed to be laid to get to the topic. We knew each other's businesses as if they were our own. We had been together so long that there was a strong bond of trust and faith in the good intentions of all members. We immediately got to the point and gave our input. Linda left with renewed confidence and a plan she instituted right away. Being a Mastermind member is so important to me that I've already joined a more structured group. It's a high level and high priced commitment. My group is made up of women business owners from all over the country. We meet every other week on the phone and three times a year in person. It is a group run by an experienced leader who specializes in masterminds. You can join a structured paid mastermind like this, or you can start your own mastermind group right in your local community. Here are some best practices for putting together your own group. One, the optimal group size is six to eight members. Two, set a meeting schedule that will work for everyone. Meeting every two weeks for one and a half to two hours at a time is best. The meetings can be conducted in person or online through a tool like Zoom. Three, each member must commit to the importance of showing up to each meeting. Your meetings need to be a priority and not canceled or rescheduled at random. When one person doesn't take part, they are out of the loop. If absences occur too often, the group will fall apart because you can't make progress you have to repeat information to get an absent member up to speed. It also shows disrespect to the group and the bond will deteriorate. Four, when picking members, all participants should be at approximately the same stage in their business development. That way everyone is learning and advancing and all members can give suggestions and receive advice. Five, here's the basic flow of a meeting. You start by reviewing focused topics that each member committed to from the prior meeting. Obviously you wouldn't have this for the very first meeting. Then each member has time on the quote unquote hot seat where they bring up an issue they are encountering. The more detailed the topic, the better. A timer is set for 20 to 30 minutes each and you all work through the topic to help come up with a solution or direction on the given topic. If you have a large group of eight members, four people can be on the hot seat each meeting. After the hot seats, you each go around and share with the group what your focus is for the next two weeks. This is what you're accountable to report back on at the beginning of the following meeting. Six, someone should document what happens at the meeting and capture the focus goal each person commits to for the upcoming two weeks. This can be done by one designated person or the responsibility can be passed around the group. Masterminds, definitely something to consider. I've just explained how to overcome fear, accept problems, and look for opportunity in accidents. We've also talked about options for personal business growth through courses and masterminds. As your business journey continues, there may come a time when your business is not the right fit for you anymore. This does not need to be a downer. Wait until you hear what Julie did. That's a wrap for this session of Maker to Master, and I look forward to sharing the rest of the book with you in upcoming episodes. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun, because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze today.